0: happy wednesday razorback fans three days away from arkansas versus byu in provo utah at lavelle edwards stadium it'll be the first time that these two teams have ever met on the gridiron two teams that really need a win we talked about that yesterday um, where Arkansas is at, where BYU is at. But both of these teams coming off of a loss, Arkansas coming off of three losses. But you're looking at a BYU team who is four and 4-2 now. They've got losses to Oregon and Notre Dame. And, of course, you know Arkansas has three straight losses to A&M, Alabama, and Mississippi State. So we're going to talk about BYU, the, the team they are, the challenge that they present for Arkansas. We'll hit some headlines uh, of what's going on with this Razorback football team. As far as what we saw at practice, what we heard from some players, all that here on the Iron Hawks podcast today. I'm Mason Choate. I've got Robert Stewart and Alex Trader with me. We're from hogbeat.com, H-A-W-G-B-E-A-T.com. Go visit it. A lot of great content. Uh, basketball information, because that's getting started up. Uh, my what BYU head coach Kalani Sataki said about Arkansas. That's always a popular story. Plenty of videos, podcasts. Alex has the recruiting stuff going on. All of that at hogbeat.com. All right, boys. Um, let's hit the headlines. Let's talk about what happened at practice on Tuesday. Not really a whole lot, to be quite honest. Jaden Hazelwood's still in green. Um, he, he's in green basically every practice, so that's not really news anymore. Um, Matt Landers dropped a pass. Uh, it was a it was a dot from KJ Jefferson. It was a 50 50 ball, threw it over the shoulder, was right in the bre- bread breadbasket landers dropped it and then kind of like we heard earlier in the season when he dropped that pass against south carolina i believe it was he was really down on himself for like the next week he dropped his pass and you could tell he was down on himself going into individual drills he wasn't going it it was almost like he was just moping around um and so he's got to figure that out man you got to make those catches too like even in practice make that catch um that that was my biggest takeaway from practice, which tells you that not a whole lot was going on. Um so and then at fast in, in fastball, one interesting note, Simeon Blair was playing at nickelback with the first team. Um, so that could be interesting. Moving Blair to nickel and then having Hudson Clark and Latavius Brini at safety. I mean, gotta do what you can, gotta mix some stuff up, right, Robert?
1: Right. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. I mean, you can't can't keep doing the same things and I expect things to change for the better. So good right. good for them for, for trying something different.
0: Yeah. Alex, we didn't talk to you yesterday and Robert and I really just kind of talked about what is, what is Arkansas got to do? Guys that got to step up um, for this team moving forward. You're halfway through the schedule. You're three and three. There's glaring issues defensively. There are some glaring issues offensively. Um, I need to bring up that stat that Stu Hogg had. So, Alex, I'm going to let you talk about maybe some guys that you think should step up because we didn't get your opinion yesterday. Uh, while I look for this stat,
2: yeah, really, it's both sides of the of the you know passing game. Uh, the, the offense hasn't been able to pass the ball effectively throughout or for a an entire game throughout this season. You see bits and flashes where you like what what's going on with the passing game, and then it's immediately stalled out by a trick play or. Um, a, a, mi- a missed throw by KJ it, it, or a drop by, by a guy like Matt Landers. It's just not been consistent enough to go out and, and really expect to go be a, a, a nine-win team, an eight-win team. It's not at that level. And, and, you know, hopefully KJ coming off this injury has been able to to shore up some of those passes that he's been missing. The receivers need to get in sync because at this point last season, you had a couple guys making drops. uh, Warren Thompson, one that that comes to mind. But you also had Traylon Burks out there on the outside that was able to, to pick up a lot of that slack. There's no trailing Burks in this lineup, so the team has to come together. Um, Then the group really just has to start playing better. Otherwise, you're really not going to realize that goal. And then the defensive backfield just so far this season, I get there's injuries. That's not an excuse for how bad they've looked at most of the times this season. Uh, Even when they weren't getting absolutely lit up, it was a lot of times because quarterbacks were missing throws you're getting into that point in your schedule where you're not going to see as many missed throws. Um, so, so you really do need to, like you said, maybe they they just need to move the chess pieces around. Maybe they need to give some new guys a chance because if you're going to be getting torched anyway, you may as well start seeing some new faces roll in and give them at least an opportunity. All right. Um,
0: I found the stat. Also, Alex, I agree with you on the receivers. I think a lot of people are starting to recognize that Keytron Jackson definitely needs to be starting at wide receiver. Uh, Tuesday's practice, Keytron was with the first team in fastball, Warren Thompson with the second team. We know fastball depth charts don't mean a whole lot, but interesting note. I think that Keytron should be a starter at this point based on what you've seen from him in game. Uh, this is from Corey Stewart. You might know him as Stu Hogg on YouTube. He, he puts a lot of the baseball highlights for Arkansas baseball. Arkansas is 24th in the FBS in yards per game. Arkansas is 73rd in the FBS in points per game. That's a difference of 49 spots, and it's the single largest difference among all 31 teams. Basically, Arkansas has the biggest negative discrepancy between yardage production and point production in the country. That's via at Stew Hogg on Twitter. You said all 31 teams? Oh, 131. Did I say 31? Yeah. That's on me, 131. Uh. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting those yards, we, we saw it against Mississippi State, you know, you get down in the red zone a couple times and you don't convert. Like, you need to be able to score points uh, because you know that your defense is not going to hold an offense at this point. Like, that's just a given. You haven't seen it. They
1: haven't proved it. So, your offense has to put points up. I mean, that was a nugget I threw in in my story uh, on, on Saturday after the game. Like, Arkansas had, I don't know, 480 yards of offense. Like, they – they moved the ball enough to to the point where they should have been able to hang with with Mississippi State on the scoreboard, but I mean they got more than doubled up. Yeah, it's tough.
0: It is tough seeing this Arkansas defense, and they're going to be going up against a pretty good BYU offense this weekend. So let's get into that. We're not going to have a BYU beat writer on this week. Um, for those loyal listeners of the Green Iron Hawks podcast who look forward to that episode, uh, so this is our BYU preview. Um. Now, here's the thing. We do not cover BYU football, so we're not claiming to be experts, but we have looked into some stuff, and we're going to give you some insight that you might not be able to get uh, if you don't have the time or you don't want to. So quarterback Jaron Hall, talented, talented quarterback. He's got uh, just over 1,500 passing yards, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions on the season, completing 68.6% of his passes. So he's a talented quarterback. He's got a couple good targets as far as wide receivers go cody epps leads the team with 25 catches 298 yards five touchdowns he's their guy he's their safety blanket and then they've got a burner keanu hill uh, averaging almost 20 yards per catch he's got 334 yards receiving and he's got some long catches as well four touchdowns so i mean another week another talented quarterback that arkansas is going to have to face and uh, a talented wide receiver core you look at the quarterbacks that they have faced the past two weeks. I mean, Bryce Young, which we know that he went out in the second quarter. um, But when Bryce Young was in the game, I mean, Arkansas had no answer, which is what you expected. And then Will Rogers, who is Will Rogers, and it's the Mississippi State Air Raid offense. And now you're going to be going up against another great quarterback in Jaron Hall for BYU.
1: We just watched Will Rogers set the SEC record for completions in a career. Previously held by Aaron Murray in 52 games at Georgia, Rogers did it in 28. So, he, he, Rogers is up there. Uh, now, move, moving on to Jaron Hall. Did I hear you say that he was he was questionable for this game?
0: Yeah, I I was listening to Kalani Sitaki's press conference on Monday, and he was talking. He was asked about Jaron Hall if he's healthy, and the way I understood what Sataki said was. Basically, yeah. I mean, he's beat up, but we need him to play. He he needs to play for us. It's unfortunate that he's hurt, but he's got to play. So, as far as I know, he's gonna play. It seems like that's what's gonna happen. But you know, he might be dealing with something. I don't know specific what exactly he's dealing
1: with. So, shifting topics for just a just a second here. It would be safe to assume that the line moving, the the spread moving. Would would have more to do with, with KJ Jefferson than Jaron Hall.
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, like it's got to be KJ Jefferson, right?
1: I, I mean, I would think so. For I mean, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what we're talking about, it was originally BYU minus three, three and a half, right? Now Arkansas is the favorite by point and a half.
0: Yeah, um, something like that. I'm I'm looking at I'm looking to see Jaron Hall. So Sataki initially. Uh, said that Hall might not have been 100% healthy after he threw for a season-low 120 yards and two touchdowns against Notre Dame, but he walked back any speculation after Hall denied any significant injury. So Sataki said, no, Hall said, everybody's dinged up, everybody has a thing. I felt 100% earlier in the week was a different story, but tonight it felt great. That was on Saturday. Uh, contrary to popular belief, there's no shoulder injury. I feel good. So." There you go. That's your answer. Um, Arkansas's quarterback should be good. K.J. Jefferson, as you mentioned, Robert, that's probably why the line is moving. Um, But this is a BYU defense that's talented as well. You look at their linebacker core, they got two really, really good linebackers in Ben Bywater and Max Tooley. Uh, Between the two of them, five interceptions. They're the only players on that defense to have interceptions, and they got five of them a piece uh Bywater leads at least a team of 46 tackles, Thule 42 tackles. So, but I look at this BYU team and, you know, you can score points against them. They don't have, uh, you know, an all world defense, like in Alabama uh, Mississippi state had a really good defense. We know A&M as well, you know, A&M, you look at their season as a whole, it's kind of tough, but they they have a good defense. They don't give up a ton of points, but BYU, this is going down their schedule of points given up, 21, 20, 41, 24, 26, 28. So if Arkansas can outscore them, that's fine. But you also look at the points that BYU has scored, 50, 26, 20, 38, 38, 20. So, I mean, can Arkansas's defense do enough against this offense to win the game, Alex?
2: Yeah, that's the real question. Um, This offense at times, you know, can't, seems like it can really get going. You have to convert in the red zone and I think that's the big thing. This BYU team has really struggled when it's played against, you know, it, and I'd say this with without a better word to replace it, but they they struggle against really talented teams. Um their wins come over South Florida, Wyoming, Utah State. The one outlier there is Baylor and that game went to overtime. We're not really quite sure how good Baylor is this season. Um, but against Oregon and, and even a Notre Dame team that that lost to Marshall earlier this year, that they really, really struggled Oregon more so. And, and that's a team that, that Georgia blew out of the water. So it's, I'm, I I'm interested to see what the competition competition level is going to look like when, when the game kicks off at two thirty this Saturday, just because I haven't, I haven't been able to, you know, sit and watch a full BYU game. But I do think that their their record and kind of the hype around them may be a little bit misleading, just because um, that they haven't necessarily fared well against top competition.
1: I'm I'm with you there. I, I really have no expectations, considering that this is you know an SEC team. Maybe maybe it's a mediocre SEC team uh, uh, against a, a team that's not from the SEC. I mean, it's it's not a secret that. Uh, you know Arkansas plays in the best league in the country, um, and then you know something that that uh, Jordan Dominic and the guys we talked to Tuesday night uh, were pointing out is that you know the, the the Cougars have an SEC-sized offensive line. They they have the size of an SEC team, but do they have the talent of an SEC team? We'll find out.
0: Yeah, BYU uh, a very another very experienced team, kind of like they Arkansas faced against uh, Mississippi State last week, but. It's so tough with these out of conference games, especially in the middle of the season. Like I remember when they played Missouri State, you know, it's you got to, you're basically learning a new team that you know nothing about, at least in the SEC, because you're covering an SEC team. You at least know something about the other teams at, at a minimum. Um, I'm looking at total offense. Arkansas's number 24 in the country, BYU number 59. So they got them beat there. BYU definitely has Arkansas beaten total defense, though. So, um, it's tough. I, I saw, I wonder what you guys think about the, the home field advantage. Cause this, this is going to be a sold out game. Looks like they're going to do a wide out. BYU is going to be wearing custom uniforms. It seems like at least on the BYU side of things, they're trying to give themselves every advantage that they can get. You, you wear a custom uniform. That's going to fire the players up. I mean, a wide out is always cool no matter where it's at. And then also, mm-hmm. I, huh?
1: It's also a homecoming for BYU.
0: I did not know that. And then also a sold-out crowd. I mean, like, we we know Arkansas has been practicing with crowd noise inside the in, indoor facility, but it's going to be a tough atmosphere. It's probably going to be the toughest road test that Arkansas has faced. Like, no offense to Miss- – actually, offense to Mississippi State after their fans the, – the stuff that they came at me with. Um, but, Brian but, Walker
1: leading the charge there. That was I know.
2: Uh, Alex, that's man. your boy too. What the heck? Get your boy no, you no 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 what happened there you saw his real response to what you said and then he came back a little bit later and hit his added his persona to it it was perfectly executed and credit to you Mason I texted you this on the side but you weren't one of those you know old heads who was gonna get upset about it you understood what was going on you played along with it so credit to you uh, favorable impression of hogbeat from Barstool I'm sure I think you can print that headline now.
0: Yeah, for those who don't know, basically what I did was I posted on Twitter and I said I'd like to update my SEC College Town rankings and I moved Columbia, Missouri up to thirteen and dropped Starkfield down to fourteen. And Brandon Walker works for Col- works for Barstool. He's a Mississippi State guy. Uh, originally, he was like, oh, "Um, uh, why'd you do this?" Blah blah blah. And then he came back a couple hours later and he said, "Go f yourself." So, um, uh, it- and doubled down on it. Yeah, double down on it. It was funny, whatever. Like, I'm not going to take offense to it. I know that he, he's just doing his bit, like Alex said. <clears throat> but back to BYU. Um, what do we think, guys? I mean, it, it's it's so tough to judge this because you don't – who is – what kind of team is BYU? What kind of team is Arkansas right now? Arkansas is in desperation mode. But I feel like BYU kind of has to be too. If they lose this game, they're going to three losses – but, if Arkansas loses this game, you drop under five hundred. it's it's a I hate saying must win because every game should be a must win, but it's a must win game for both teams.
1: It is. Um, like like I said, I feel like I don't have a good grasp on what to expect for this game, but one thing is for certain, and that is that both both teams feel desperate at this stage in the season. Like you said, both teams coming up a loss. Arkansas three, of course. Really don't want to drop under five hundred. That would and that would drop the the Razorbacks overall in the Sam Pittman era back to five hundred. After you know uh, surpassing that mark with the bowl win and then building on it with the three and zero start, it would be it would be a tragic fallback to earth. It feels like.
0: Yeah, I I don't remember when we said this, but maybe it was yesterday, Robert. One of the worst things that and it's tough, that happened to Sam Pittman and this team is that they won nine games
1: last year. I think we were talking about that in the car on the way back from Starkville. Yeah, I mean.
0: You set that expectation.
1: The The, the bar has been set too high. Like, the thing is, I eight wins is still attainable in the regular season to match their total from last year, right? Nine it's, wins
0: is attainable.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, of course, that would require to, to them to win out this i mean in the regular season which seems difficult with the way that the defense is playing but it it could still happen like the, the toughest part of the schedule is behind them they just they've got to figure out that they're winners again
0: yeah i think i think for this team you gotta you if you can win this game going into the bye week that would be huge that would be huge alex what do you think about that
2: yeah no it would be massive um this team really is someone like, I mean, Sam Pittman said it, you don't hear it all that often, but Sam Pittman came out and said, you know, we, we could really use a bye week this week, but we don't have one. We have to go out there. We have to play BYU. Um, It's not an easy road environment to go to by any means. That being said, uh, with a one and a half point favorites on Bet Saracen, the books in this one think Arkansas is about a four and a half Point better team than BYU, given the fact you know that the home field advantage is generally somewhere around three points for bookmakers. Um, it it it's something that's really you know I I don't know that I would peg Arkansas four and a half points better than than you know a pretty good a team that was in the top twenty five last week a team that's pretty good um, given what I've seen from the defense and the lack of offensive production. But if you're able to convert on those opportunities and you're able to really Guys, this defense isn't going to be you know, where it needs to be at the end of this week. We're not going to come away from Saturday and say, oh, my God, the Arkansas defense is fixed. Extend Barry Odom. Extend everybody on the defensive staff. What you can see is some improvement. You can see some adjustments being made. And as long as that happens and Arkansas is able to you know, take care of business offensively, I think that this staff and this fan base really have to go into to the bye week happy and um, kind of gear up for that next stretch of opponents.
0: All right, we're going to wrap it up here. But before we do, remind you about our friends at myperfectfranchise.net. Andy Ledecky is a longtime Rivals member and franchise veteran. He's owned multiple franchises and businesses, and he wants to use that expertise to help you do the same so that you can be financially successful. He helps others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. Call Andy. Put your life and career in your own hands. You really will. 100% free, so what do you have to lose? It's a great opportunity, thorough process, like nine steps to this process that helps you get matched up with the right business for you. And then you can be successful financially and you can be a franchise owner. Call him 404-973-9901 or visit myperfectfranchise.net. All right, we'll talk to everybody on Thursday.